five, four, three, two, one. I have this letter for you, and it's an eviction notice. I'm evicting the podcast, Real Rotten, from the podcast landscape. Congratulations. Happy New Year, everyone. I don't think you realize the consequences of your actions, <laughs> sir. Because this is the definitive podcast movies underneath 25%. Real Rotten. I'm your host, Nick. And that is Stephen the Beave Ramirez. Nice to join you um, on this uh, post-apocalyptic uh, hellscape that we call California. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? Ayo, bingo, bango, and the bongos. Yeah, that's Go for goes. that's for all the all you flyover states uh, that are you know frozen to death right now. Meanwhile, we're freezing and fifty two degree weather. So there's that. Yeah, it's as cold as it's ever been, and uh, there's not even any ice on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know how anybody else uh, is alive out there. I'm so, sorry. I hate oh, to be particular, but California cold hits different. This is a post-apocalyptic uh, feeling of a time right now. The The rest of the United States is uh, is freezing nearly to death, and in a lot of cases to death. So we're recording this podcast for you, uh, because this is going to be not a long podcast, but it is a long movie. Yeah. We are going epic. Bundle up. We're ending the year slash starting the new year. 2023, the year of our Lord and Savior, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is the guy, the legend, the man. Uh, Zoomers. We, f- we figured there's no better way to end last year and start this year. Right. And in case you Zoomers are wondering who Kevin Costner is, he's the dad in Yellowstone. Yes. Yeah. And if you're a millennial, he is uh, your your mom's boyfriend yes. movie boyfriend yes and if you're a gen x he is your enemy he's your zaddy yeah and if you're a a, a boomer he is he's your, still your zaddy he's your number one yeah, yeah. number yeah. one tied with time. tied with uh kurt russell with kr yeah something we KC might something we might discuss a little bit is how how much pull kevin costner had i think we 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 talked about it a little bit on our three thousand miles graceland but that was yeah. the tail end of his of his time in the sun this is right peak this is right here yeah, this is this is as we're careening off of the peak into the into the big valley that is uh, the two thousands for Kate Cost. We're doing the movie The Postman. The Postman. The Postman, who doesn't ring twice. Does not ring twice. Yeah, uh, he does. He does sing the song from the the, the Postman song. Yeah, one of them. One that, of them. Yeah. Turns out there are there's a lot of Postman music out there's there. There's at least half a dozen. I don't know how the songs. USPS is going under when they could have just taken all those songs, put them on a compilation album. Take those royalty checks. Send it out. Yeah. It should be like how Starbucks in the early days had the CDs at the counter. Yes. Like, you're at the counter at the post office. Like, hey, I, I want some uh, postal-related uh, tunes. And uh, I see you got Megadeth over here, but uh, I like this compilation of, of Postman songs. If Spotify wasn't holding our uh, our podcast hostage, I would say, let's put it on a CD. Let's yeah. send it out to the world. Uh, we need to bring CDs back. Compact discs. I just got one for uh, Christmas. Uh, did you? A CD for I, Christmas? I asked for a CD for Christmas because I've had the same mix from a wedding uh, oh, wow. in my car for uh, over a year now. And so you I, asked for a new mix. And I was... I was Figuratively, figuratively and literally dying um, from listening to it over and over. Mm. 
So I asked for uh, Bonnie Raitt best of. Oh, that's you specifically <laughs> asked for Bonnie Raitt <laughs> yes, best I, of. I wanted okay. I wanted specifically Bonnie Raitt best of. See here, I thought you were gonna say you want the best of Amy Grant because Amy Grant sings the song at the end. Yeah, with Kevin with Costner. Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I figured he would have tied that bow, but uh, I guess not. The only thing, uh, the only person that loves Kevin Costner more than uh, boomers is probably Kevin Costner. Kevin himself. Costner himself. Well, himself. specifically during the nineties, I feel like he's uh, yeah. humbled himself uh, after a while, um, doing his you know philanthropic efforts. And then, uh, you know, just becoming an old old cowboy, even though he's from Santa Barbara. Yeah, he's a Calif- <laughs> California kid, uh, reborn as a cowboy. He's as much of a cowboy as Ronald Reagan is a cowboy. It's Let's like put it when, that way. It's like when you're reborn uh, Christian, except as a cowboy, which which I would consider in my later life uh, trying to do. Look, I'd rather you be reborn as a cowboy than a Christian. How about that? There you go. That works. Believe in the rope, not the not the dope. We're going to talk. We're going to do our top five. Uh, <laughs> We're going to do our top five epic Costners, which is over two hours. Which Costner is basically movies. three quarters of his uh, <laughs> yeah, filmography. Let's is, let's just break that down. Right, there is it's a fine delineation. Uh, yeah. But first, movie news, movie news and review. I, I found uh, on on Rotten Tomatoes are the creator of content for us, I guess technically, since it is our criteria. The Overlord um, did a did a one month every the biggest movie development news per month. Oh, wow. Last year. Interesting. So let's let's go through it, and I'm going to get your reaction to each of these things. So just to preface, is this uh, a substantiated uh, movie announcements, or were they yes. rumors that were cast away too? I think they are. Uh, they are still relevant. Okay, and like gotcha. still, as in still happening, not just like uh, I heard this person's going to be in this movie. So no, like Idris as James Bond talk here. No, no, no. Gotcha. No. All right. Uh, first one, Robert Pattinson to star in John, uh, Bong Joon Ho's Mickey Seventeen. Yeah, which comes out uh, this comes next out year. This year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it's about. Uh, I don't want to know what it's about. I'm going to go in blind, just as I did with Parasite. Yeah. What's your uh, excitement level for the next? BJH movie. I would be. I would be. Um, it would be less if uh, Pattinson didn't come come out of his uh, acting hole, um, which he which he did the past few years. So yeah. I think I'm more hyped. I want to go. Um, I want to go uh, th- three Twilight stars out of five. Okay, three Twilight stars out of five. There yeah. you go. Or else it would have been two. February. Dakota Johnson joins Sony Spider Verse as Madame Web. Yeah. So she plays the voice in the Across the Spider Verse of Madame Web. Is that, is that the, the deal? Madam Webb's the uh, she's like an omnipotent omnipotent being in the multiverse. Uh, yeah, she's a little yeah, she's yeah. a little strange, mysterious woman with psychic abilities. Yeah, she's like uh, scheduled for uh, she's like Febu- Professor X for Spider Man February release. I think uh, Sydney Sweeney also in this film. Sydney Sweeney, uh, I don't know what she's playing. Um, uh, I don't know. She's she's not Spider Gwen. Emma, Ro- sure. Emma Roberts as well. So. Uh, Adam Scott is the 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 lead male in the movie, so there you go. In Across the Spider Verse, really? No, no, in Madame Web. Oh, in Madame. Oh, it's a different movie. So different it's not movie. Across. Oh wow, yeah. this is supposed to come out this February. Yeah, this comes out. No, I think that the, that date has been moved back. Yeah, <laughs> from what I know, I think there was a lot of a Madame Web um, kerfuffle that happened over the last year over. The, since the February, I mean, it's the Sony shakeup. It's it's the you know it's Morbin time to to Venom two to Electric. How, how many Spideys out of five are you excited for that one? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be limited because if that's live action, it's probably gonna be one and a half, one and a half, one uh, and a half, one and a half webs out of the cobs. Okay, there you uh, go. March Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy. Sean Levy confirm <laughs> Deadpool three. Yep. Yep, there you go. The fresh off the Adam project, which was a, I guess, a hit for Netflix. Yeah. Um, so what's what's your uh, what's your sword level out of that 
I'm six, six to midnight um, before and after you found out that uh, Wolverine's going to be in it. You know what? I'm going to give it three and a half chimichangas. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. You know, I'm, I got a half you, chimichanga which, just which, thinking about would it. Would you have been that excited if you had found out that Wolverine had not found out about the Wolverine? Uh, I mean, they figured, I figured they were going to put him it's in good somehow. that they got ahead of it, you know, that right. they didn't like try to keep it a secret and then it kind of leaks out on its own. You might as well just like announce it, get people excited. And the way. fact that they retconned it before Logan. So that'll be interesting to see what the what the in-between timeline is going to look like. Yeah, remember Deadpool. remember the dead, the other Deadpool from, uh, what was that? Wolverine, the Wolverine. Origins. Yeah, Origins? X-Men Origins, colon t- Wolverine. That was bad. I wish that was a contender. Uh, April, Batman sequel in the works. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yep. Still haven't heard anything about the Penguin show, though. Yeah, I know. I uh, don't know what's going on with this that. This was the year of Farrell. The year of Farrell. I'm sure we'll talk about him a lot on our uh, Best of the Movie year. Yep, Colin Farrell. But he he was in four films this year, and one of them was as the Penguin. Yes. Uh, maybe one of his better roles, even. Yeah. You're excited. Hey, what are you showing me, Ovi? <laughs> You're exci- are you more excited for the next Batman or for Joker, uh, colon, Foley Adu? Foley Adu. Um, next Batman. Because yeah. it's separate. And you're not a musical guy. Well, it, if it's going to be musical, yeah, I'm le- least excited Joker. for it. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> I mean, the only reason it'll be a musical is like it's all happening in his head, right? Or, or yeah. one, somebody's head? Whoever's? Well, yeah. Uh, Kyle's head. Yeah, uh, exactly. Big musical guy, Kyle. Uh, May, Christopher Walken joins Dune Part 2 as the Emperor. That'll be interesting. He It'll be a brief appearance, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know what yeah, I've read Yeah, I've read the book and... Uh, He's barely in it. Involved, but, you know... Yeah, he's in the final scene. Figureheady. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know. I'm not sure about Dune two. There's, it's gonna be weird. It's even like Dune, Dune part one. Like was, the first it, one made sense. Sure. Dune part one's a pretty straightforward. Uh, straightforward like, question mark. Like what's? <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's what's happening. It's all happening at once. This next one is gonna be uh, a freaky deaky. You're, but you're, you're. Uh, I want to see more sandworms. You're excited, yeah. More sandworms. I brought it. I brought it up on the podcast last year. I want to see more worms. One out of five sandworms. Then uh, excited. You know, yeah. I think I'm, there's gonna be. There's actually gonna be more sandworm writing in this one. Yeah, yeah. So, so, may, so maybe I'll give it a two. Okay. Cool. Two two worms. Double worm. June Marvel begins development on Thunderbolts movie. Sure. <laughs> okay, we're gonna give that a uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, this one's even more sure. July Captain America New World Order moves forward. So I feel like this is going to be the death of Anthony Mackie's Captain America. <laughs> he's he's a one and doneer, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. He's definitely going to uh, die a gruesome death if it doesn't happen between that movie and the Secret Wars. Uh, to be directed by Julius Ona, who did uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Sure. Which maybe uh, maybe a contender. It is a contender. Twenty two percent. Yeah, maybe. bad. Uh, here we go. This morning, Ali August, a Bioshock movie is in the works. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, video game adaptations. I'm still uh, waiting with bated breath on how uh, Last of Us is going to be, but uh, uh, you know, I don't want to have my hopes up, so I'm going to go in with low expectations okay. with Bioshock as well. So two robots out of four and a half. Yeah. Two and a half robots. Two neo-fascist robots out of four. Okay, here we go. Keanu Reeves to return as DC's Constantine Yeah. in a sequel, September. I feel like uh, this is a lot of feelings that I'm sharing, but um, Keanu may show up in Sandman Season 2. Oh. He may. We'll see. We'll see if DC will allow it. They allowed the show to happen, so they introduced the Constantine storyline in it. Okay, October. James Gunn takes over DC Studios as co-lead. And that's probably why they're they're killing... um, 
the killing the constant right back into it. They're killing the Constantine and the Sandman. They're killing uh, the the they Penguin are. show. Well, well, James Gunn's uh, scrapping almost all of the all of the forecast. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, no Black Adam. No. Uh, they're keeping Shazam though, which you know is questionable. We'll see how this new one turns out. We'll see. No, no Henry Cavill. No Henry Cavill in any in any uh, 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 nerd verse. Maybe a misdirect. Maybe a misdirect. He's a uh, he is going to join. He is making that new. Uh, the Warhammer, the Warhammer, Warhammer show, show with Warhammer. Amazon. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It was all, um, what do you call that? It was all negotiating. Uh, oh yeah, leverage, leverage yeah. situation. <laughs> a little, little leverage there, and and it didn't work out for The Witcher or the Superman. So he was like, "All right, Amazon, what do you got for me?" November. Bradley Cooper gets behind the wheel of Spielberg's Bullet. Spielberg remaking Bullet. Like B U L L I T T. Yep, Steve McQueen. Oh no, Why certified is he doing fresh. That? Uh, <laughs> That's bad. Bradley Cooper as Steve McQueen role? No, nah, I don't believe I don't, it. I don't feel it. I don't believe I don't it. Feel it. So he already did a driving movie, and it was bad. We're going to give that three horsepower out of 11. Yeah, that's three horsepower. That's a lawnmower. And last one, this is uh, ending on in, in your territory, Mike Flanagan to reboot Stephen King's The Dark Tower. He bought the rights. Uh, I ha- I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, we'll have I've, to redo the... That'll, we'll re-Dark Tower when that show comes out. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah, we're gonna have to dive into a couple, uh, a couple of the 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 the, the Stephen King lore. That might be the year of the kings, king kings year. Oh, kings, kings year. year in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. We can finally do uh, the car reading movie. Christ- Christine. Christine, drive angry. No, not drive angry. What's the one where the maximum overdrive? That's the one with the semi trucks. <laughs> Is that that's where, not Steven Spielberg? That, that no, that's Stephen King. Stephen King. He directed that movie. Yeah. Okay. Where the where the in, car, be, where in the between cars. his eight ball binges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maximum overdrive. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Emilio Estevez and a Green Goblin uh, semi truck. Yeah. Speaking of 2023, uh, no news for us really. We uh, we may rework the podcast a little bit, but we will be here. Even though we said we Stephen has been pushing for the Postman to be the last movie of the uh, of the podcast. Yeah, and I'm and I'm disappointed once which, again, which led to big surprise. My poorly executed open this episode. I, we're back. We're yeah. back for 2023. We'll uh, uh, we'll we'll cut it. Cut the opening with the opening of the Postman, where they where he talks about his da- her dad. Yeah. For even though the daughter was never introduced <laughs> until the final three minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll put that in comment. My dad. Uh, we got a lot planned for next year. Maybe a punch drunk love. Uh, it's not a maybe. No, don't say maybe because punch, la- yes, last episode you said it was happening. You're right. We're punching. We're drunk and we're loving. We're fighting uh, in this phone booth. 2023. I need to make a collect call. Yeah, but yeah, you know that's that's the new year. Let's okay. talk about the the end of years. Yes, an alternative history 2013. It takes place in 2013. It's the Postman. So let's get a taste. The year is 2013. The United States doesn't exist. No law. You are nothing but a drifter who found a bag of mail. No future. I challenge the leadership of the clan. No way they're going to stop. A man from fighting to bring a nation together. Critics call it a most extraordinary film, an unforgettable adventure, an epic vision filled with adventure, excitement, and hope. Kevin Costner, The Postman, rated R, starts Thursday, December 20th. What confuses me is that some people call him the postman, some people call him the postman, some people call him posty, some people call him post Malone. Just, just give me one name. Give me one name. He didn't even have a name during the whole movie. No, he's just the postman. 
Critics call him just okay. Probably not very good. (laughs) Audience says, oh, this movie again. (laughs) Yeah, audience says, I'll go see the Kevin Costner film. Oh, post-apocalyptic movie starring Kevin Costner? Let's do it. Yeah, this went well the first time. Uh, Waterworld is pre- Postman, correct? Yes, it was 94, And that's why everybody called, everybody on set, getting ahead to our trivia, that's why everybody on set called this movie Dirt World. Dirt World. <laughs> nice trivia bit right there. I really like that. Uh, 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% from the audience. Feels and seems right. Um, 95, Waterworld. 97, Postman. Waterworld had 95% on audience. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says a massive miscalculation and self-mythologizing by director and star Kevin Costner. The postman would make for a goofy good time if it weren't so fatally self-serious. There's some half-truths in that in that little blurb. Um, self-mythologizing, yes. Yes. Uh, fatally self-serious, yes. Um, goofy good time, also yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a massive miscalculation. So I guess it's mostly true. Yeah. I guess, uh... <laughs> We didn't need the fact check for that one because they are gone and dead. Uh, we we have fired the They producers. violated rule eight, and <laughs> rule eight results in death. Rule number one, uh, I make the rules. Number, rule number eight, the only consequence of the rules is death. Yep. Rule breakage. I uh, love a democracy. Or it's not. It's a feudalism. Neo fascisms. We are a we are a, we live in a feudalist society Where now. Where prima nocta runs rampant. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's your blurb? My blurb from was Luke Y. Thompson from LYT Rules. <laughs> LukeYThompsonRules.com. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if this guy is strictly a movie guy or if he if he comments on everything, but I'm glad that he was able to get his blurb in. He said it wasn't bad for the first two hours, but then kept going another hour. Yeah, um, this is a three-hour uh, film. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations, Luke Thompson for gaining that domain name, lytrules.com. Luke Thompson rules. Lit rules. Litrules.com. Uh, my blurb is from another uh, non non-famous uh, critic. It is Rob Vox uh, from Flipside Movie Emporium. He states, "A good idea, hopelessly strangled by Kevin Costner's earnestness." Which, yes, there is some earnestness, but there's also some ego stroking going on. Um, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, uh, not mutually exclusive, it seems. Yeah. Aj Ebert, uh, uh, our guy Raj, gave it 1.5 out of uh, 1.5 stars out of 4. Okay. Uh, uh, the, his uh, consensus is there are those who will no doubt call The Postman the worst film of the year, but it's too good-hearted for that. I agree. It's not the worst, but it, I think it was just, um, we'll, we'll bring it up a little bit more, but in general, uh, audiences were were like over it. They were malaised by the constant Costner output of like, hey, I'm going to make this three plus hour movie and you're going to enjoy it. Um, and it's about a wandering drifter who becomes a hero to communities like Wyatt Earp and Wol- Dances with Wolves in yeah, Waterworld. Uh, it's the classic do thing, do one thing right one time. The and, reluctant uh, hero. You think you can do it again. Yeah, exactly. We, we can tell it a different way. This time will this time will be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Roger states, uh, in choosing the Postman as his new project, uh, Costner should perhaps have reflected that audiences were becoming over-familiar with him as the eccentric loner in the wilderness. He told that story magnificently in Dances with Wolves and did another version in Waterworld. Now he sort of combines them, uh, but it looks like this place this place setting should have been in Western, in a Western setting. Which, yeah, I guess so. This could have been like an 1880 movie. Where it's like, hey, I'm part of the Pony Express. <laughs> wow, I would have really loved a Pony Express epic. Yeah, maybe that should have been it. The Pony Expressman instead of the Postman. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to our thoughts on the movie, but uh, my initial thought, you know what? Not a bad concept. I kind of like the Postman. <laughs> yeah. 
Not a not a bad concept. I, I like it. The postman. Yes. I don't like pronouncing the man. Postman. I think, I think postman makes it more gender neutral, even. But th- there's a there's a there's a play on words if you say postman because it's postman. It's post uh, civilization it's, of man. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Wow. There you go. Yeah. That hyphen would have really helped out. Holy shit. Yeah. Blowing your mind. Is right that there. in the book? I might read this book. Yeah, the book is apparently uh, critically acclaimed, won a lot of awards in the eighties, and uh, this this was in development hell for. I love the U.S. We're USPS. We're USPS podcast. Big have, USPS supporters. Have been since the beginning. Big USPS supporters. Uh, we're not a stamps.com people because we we want. We don't go, have printers. We like to go to the post office. Yeah, we don't waste trees. Yeah, exactly. I buy three stamps at a time, and then I wonder where all the stamps are. Oh, you're a fool. <laughs> for the history of time. Yeah, you buy you buy rolls. That's what that's that's your goal. Buy rolls of the American flag, which was. Prominent throughout this entire movie. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, big rah-rah Americana movie, which is probably our third one in a row that we did over Christmas time because we did Pearl Harbor last year. Yep. We did, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 you name it. We, we did it. We did the our original uh, wartime epic, uh, Revolution. Revolution. This is, this had major <laughs> revolution vibes. Really, I, want, I wanted to bring that really to you. Really major revolution vibes. Yeah. Uh, needed more Brooklyn accents. We have a chance of more people having seen this movie. I think Revolution will be the number one least listened to podcast that we'll ever do in our no in our no careers. Dutch between that or Dutch. Come Dutch, on, there's a there's a off chance that somebody John has, Hughes had seen Dutch as a child <laughs> and was just like, I love this Thanksgiving movie. There's yeah. no chance that somebody was like, I love this Al Pacino movie that he came out of retirement for. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> long, long live Revolution. Well, we'll do it again one day. <laughs> Why not? Bring it back. The Postman, though, is directed by Kevin Costner. Uh, it was written by Eric Roth, who wrote, speaking of, Dune. Oh, he wrote, Dune. Yeah, also wrote Star is Born, Gump, maybe one of the foremost uh, screenplay screenwriters out there. Big screenplay guy of the 90s, yes. Mo- m- big time. Yeah, still getting jobs. Congrats to Eric. And Good then, for him. And then his early writing partner, Brian Helgeland. Uh, directed 42 and A Knight's Tale, and he also wrote Mystic River and The New Man on Fire. This is a, it's an all-star group of uh, this came together. this movie. This movie came together. This it, was this was Kevin Costner at his peak, getting carte blanche to do whatever he wanted, and he made three three-hour movies in a <laughs> row. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that guy, but he, he really thinks he's capable of anything, so you got to give him a little credit there. He was ready to rock. Hubris really rocked him a, a couple times, and he still survived every single time. There Maybe that's why. It was like he wasn't. He didn't. He took himself seriously, but then, uh, but then knew when to. You he know, made Waterworld. He made Waterworld, and then, then this made movie. this movie. Yeah. After Waterworld just didn't work at all. Yeah, yeah. That I broke even. This did not. But uh, Tin Cup, Tin Cup came out right in between those two. So Luckily, maybe, he didn't direct that, that movie. Maybe that's how people came back around on him. Yeah. Uh, I think that if somebody else had directed this movie, it could have been. A lot better. Who would have directed it, though? Uh, rumor was, he's, in the trivia, was Sam Raimi considered uh, to direct this film. <laughs> well, this is around the time where he switched over to his serious movies, like Simple Plan and Love of the Game. Uh, yeah, so another they, did, they did for Love of the Game uh, yeah. a couple years later, so maybe uh, maybe that would have been the right call. It might have been a little sillier, but uh, but all for the good reasons. It was know? silly in its own way, which which was pretty funny. We definitely would have had some like ra- radiated mutants uh, that he had yes. to fight off, yes. for sure. Oh yeah, with some white eyes some, and some like boil boil people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't want this letter. 
<laughs> send it, or maybe they're just trying to send mail. You know, maybe and definitely they... <laughs> Bruce Campbell would have been the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Campbell as which might have been better, General Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. which might have been better because he's a you know trained Shakespearean actor. Also in this movie, uh, Kevin Costner as the postman yep. uh, himself. Uh, Will Patton as Ge- the general, as General Bethlehem, uh, the the main bad boy. Main bad boy. Little, little much, but uh, de- definitely a change of pace from what you usually see Will Patton as. Yeah, he's usually the you know supportive. Ma- I'm the mild mannered. I'm yeah. the coach. Supportive best friend, maybe before God. He's almost always like the right hand man. Yes, uh, that's big number we, two guy. Yeah, Armageddon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah Armageddon. Remember the Titans. Always the guy you can trust. Confidant. And he comes back into Costner's life with uh, with Yellowstone. He yeah. makes an appearance in Yellowstone. Yeah. Also, he was the bad guy in No Way Out. Uh, oh wow! There you go. Maybe that's why. Pretty sexy movie. Yeah, very worth, horny worth, movie. Worth a watch, I would yeah. say. Worth a watch. Sean, uh, Sean, what's her face in it? Scene Bean. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Sean. The, no, yeah, the woman. It, Sean. Yeah. From. Uh, the woman. Yeah. That woman. Sean, one of the most famous Seans of all time, actually. <laughs> it's the only famous Sean. <laughs> no, Sean Astin's also a famous Sean. <laughs> Sean Young. <laughs> Scene Bean, yeah. Scene Young. Scene uh, Young. Yeah, Sean Young. Uh, speaking of Sean, Sean Hattesey makes a uh, makes a cameo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Sean. Hattesey. Sean Hattesey was in. Um, We're he, getting into your territory now. Because big, he, major that guys. A lot of that guys. In major this that guys. So Sean Hattesey was uh, one of the bad guys in Dexter. Uh, he was also oh. uh, he was also in Alpha Dog as the guy who kills. Oh, no. He's the one who kills Anton Yelchin. We'll never forgive him for that. He's a li- in a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies, but he's ma- he's in Mystic River too. So there's an, there's another one. Uh, Lawrence Tate, uh, who plays Ford Lincoln Mercury uh, and the number two to Kevin Costner. He's yes. famous. A famous black actor. He was yep. in Love and Basketball. He was yep. in um, Dead Presidents. I believe the Players Club. I believe the, the Wood. I don't remember. Um, but then you also have Rex Lynn, who's a famous Texan. He's the Texan guy with the, with the horseshoe howdy, howdy. from Rush Hour howdy, and howdy. Uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, howdy, howdy. Ryan Hurst, who is uh, Gary Bertier. Gary Bertier. Gary yep, Bertier yep. makes he, a big presence in it. He was one of the elder post kids. Elder post post childs. Post boys. <laughs> post boys. That's a good one. Uh Giovanni Rabisi, early appearance from him, um, being being a snively little weasel weasel character <laughs> we, guy. Yep. Really c- cementing his uh his typecast yeah. early on in his career. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, Rabisi was uh, horrible yeah. as a character. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, Daniel Van Bargen, who is um, who plays uh, Kru- who was Kruger in uh, Seinfeld as one of George's bosses. He was also the commandant in Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. Uh, he's a he's a major. That he, guy. He's a real that guy. He deserves it. Olivia Williams as the female lead. Um, Beautiful. She was pretty. Um, yep. You know, the gratuitous nudity was uh, much appreciated. Well, that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> this movie could have easily been PG. It, de- it definitely <laughs> tried. I think it tried. And then, and then Kevin Costner was like, if this is going to be three hours, we might as well make it a Yeah, run. Costner was like, it, it is what I say it is, and we're seeing boobs. Yeah. I only he's, say the F word twice. He's like, Titanic did it. Look yeah. how they turned up. Exactly. And then, of course, the legendary Tom Petty as himself. As himself. As himself. As the mayor of the of the river community. Yeah, Tom Petty played himself. Uh, Tom Petty was alive in 2013, so this is highly plausible. Absolutely. Uh, R.I.P. to the legend. R.I.P. Released on Christmas Day in 1997. Uh, Wild Christmas movie. Yeah, 25... Years ago, um, what would be a wilder Christmas movie if this if this came out at the same time, The Postman or Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Because <laughs> I'll tell you the answer: it's Girl with the Dragon it's Tattoo. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, that's that's something you don't watch with your entire family on Christmas night, unless you're 
an insane person. I would watch The Postman with my uh, with my family. Yeah, that's a watchable movie. It'd be a good, with be a good fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then for the impregnation scene, it's not really a sex scene as much as it is impre- barely impregnation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not intimate. No, it's it's strictly for it. She's doing the work. Yeah, she's she, putting in the work. She, she was handling business, yeah. and it was literally a business. You know, good good on her. Good you on know. her for getting. What There's she no wanted. business like show business, as they say. Like uh, showgirls business. Exactly. Rated yeah. R uh, for what we said. Uh, minor sexuality and some violence. Some violence. Some language. Not nothing really. Two hours and fifty-seven minutes. That's why it's rated R. About an hour. You and have 20... to be an adult to sit through this movie. <laughs> About an hour hours. and twenty-seven minutes longer than uh, what we prefer. Yes. Uh, we're going to try to keep every podcast to a strict ninety this year. Uh, that's that's a. Uh, we'll see. One of our our goals that is highly unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> Taglines. The year is twenty twenty-three. One man. One. Do it again. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> that's the update version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The year is 2013. One man walked in off the horizon and hope came with him. That's a that's a bit too lengthy, bit too wordy. Yeah, for for a tagline. What yeah. like one man walked in off the horizon? Boom. Yeah, mine is I deliver the mail or die. That's pretty good. That's not bad. It, it shows that you know stakes. There's stakes yeah, present. It shows that there's stakes and that uh and that the mail and that there is mail delivery in this movie. Yeah, and that you deliver or die. Yeah, yeah. Same with this movie. Yep. Uh, mine is the Pony Express. No, it's not. It should be. It should be. It really should be yeah. with, with Tom Hanks as Santa, <laughs> who comes in and uh, kills Will Patton. I, uh, over the holidays, great to see uh, another renewed year of Polar Express. Man, <laughs> they I just, don't understand. They just it. come out of the woodwork every single year. Somebody is just back into Look, the Polar Express. We had a tri- uh, we had a triple demic happened so a lot of people had fever dreams and so they must have imagined that the polar express was good while they were sitting bedside coughing up a lung so yeah there there's that uh my real tagline though is deliver at all costner oh there you go. yeah there you go uh plot keywords wild plot keywords yep. we have for this one uh reference to shakespeare there was some there's some uh, really badly uh, 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 recited Shakespeare. Maybe the worst Shakespeare I've ever heard. Well, it's improvised. You know, he was—he's a known. Uh, the guy was a liar, just trying to get a, yeah, trying a to get a baked potato. Yeah. Uh, reference to Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Yeah, sure. In, in the book, that must have been—that was a bigger. Yeah. You could tell that was a bigger thing in the book, but then Costner was like, "I'm not learning all these lines." Yeah. <laughs> like, this doesn't matter. This is the first 15 minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "I'm not going to learn a lot of Shakespeare." You could tell he's—he's he's more of a working man. He's—he's. He's, so, real salt Who, of the earth. Who's the working man Shakespeare? Eric Roth is probably the working man Shakespeare. Eric Roth. The, uh, the writer of this film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's... Um, it's, uh, it's Stephen King is probably the working man. It's Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Killing Lincoln. <laughs> We're going to talk about how we killed Lincoln. Uh, snow Adventure. There's a snow adventure happening in wow, it. Wow, remember when Bill O'Reilly was the worst guy on TV? I mean, he still is because yeah. he's still on television for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, the Snow Adventure sequence... Uh, Little little wild, but at the same time, I appreciated all the snow, like being encompassed all over their faces. Yep, and them getting trapped in the in the frozen river. Snow adventure was fun. Really happy they didn't kiss in the frozen river. Yes, that was about to happen. I'm like, please don't. It'll make this movie that much cheesier, yeah. and uh, it didn't. So good. And then Drifter and Hope. Drifter and Hope. You know, two things that are synonymous in in the land nowadays. You drift on. <laughs> you drift on to hope. You know, that's how it works. Uh, the budget. The only it, are movies the only place where drifters get a good rap, where people like you know the only time that you think of a drifter as maybe a good thing. Probably yeah, yeah. There was that incident where they they uh, 
there was the Drift Grift. You remember the Drifter Grifter? The Drifter Grifter. So the guy who was, uh, they made the Facebook post, this couple made the Facebook post to the guy on the side of the road, and they're like, we're going to help this guy because he's an ex-veteran, you can help him too, here's a GoFundMe, and they made, they duped like people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, oh, and it was wow. like their friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look up the Drifter Grifter, it's pretty good. Oh, wow, we should write a podcast about that. Yeah, that's, I'm surprised it's not a, 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 a murder I think because we could, I think we could sum it up in one minute, so maybe that's why it's not. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a new pod. One minute, uh, one minute, one minute mysteries. <laughs> this movie made seventeen million dollars worldwide. Yes, it did at the cost of eighty. <laughs> at the cost of eighty million dollars. Ouch! Oof! Big you, oof! You know what else cost eighty million dollars? Uh, reportedly, that came out. That was three hours that bombed this last year. Waterworld. No, uh, Babylon. Babylon. Yeah, Babylon's doing bad. Babby bad. More like baby. That's long. Baby, that's long. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but we will. We silent will. film boogie nights. That's we, what I'm. We will check that's it out. Here it is. Yeah. It's silent film era boogie nights. I that don't sounds know if I'm, fucking cool. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd be into that. I heard that. Uh, just reading about Babylon, nothing has given it any context. Right. I don't understand it any more than I did from the moment I heard that there was just a movie called Babylon. I bet it's a mix of like um, Hail Caesar and uh, Boogie Nights. That kind of sounds right. The only thing that I know is that I, I keep reading that Margot Robbie gives one of the most unhinged performances of maybe all time. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't understand. Is she just, maybe she's just manic the whole movie, but. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm so intrigued that I think I'm gonna have to. See We're it. gonna increase this rift that me and you have, and I'm and I'm just gonna say it. Damon Chazelle's overrated. Yeah, he had two good movies. Two good movies. Yeah, two good movies. I didn't even see First Man, but I know it's not a good movie. Uh, First Man has come back around on a lot of people. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't have the best time in First Man. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I watch it again with a more of a space outlook, you know, the the uh, <laughs> the entering space sequence of First Man is very it's good. It's supposed though. to be good. So yeah. maybe maybe just watch the last 20 minutes of First know. Man. I don't know, Damien Chazelle. But Babylon, I don't know. Babylon, we don't know. Babylon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Babylon, the person who owns Twitter. Uh, Postman's fake president was named Richard Starkey, who happens to be the real name of Ringo Starr, so that alludes to the, char- the, the, the character of the postman just being a compulsive liar just to make people feel good. Yep. And he, Very uh, acting of him. Yeah, yeah, and when he says, they're like, oh, what did he say? And he's like, well, he says it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Yeah, God. <laughs> so. Bless it. Classic. Yeah. I wonder how much Costner really just riffed in this movie. It seems like he just riffed a lot. He was like, I can just charisma my way. He's like, I am the postman. He was like calling the the, the author of the book um, in between takes like, I'm going to say it's okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You're, you already bought the rights. Yeah, great. <laughs> like, could I give a I want to do it justice, but I want to make sure I say the lines correctly. Yeah. Yeah. As mentioned, uh, Tom Petty plays himself in the movie. Uh, in 1982, while filming the video for his song, You Got Lucky, he wanted to do a small part in a futuristic movie. He said he wanted to portray a post-war character, which he finally did, and uh, it just happens to be that it is himself. I think it, the most surprising trivia aspect of that of that is that You Got Lucky is a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> themed song. <laughs> I did not, was not aware of that. Well, well, you have to know. If you don't know, you know. Uh, all of Costner's children appear in the film. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm assuming one is the boy who holds the letter out. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, uh, I didn't bother looking at which ones were his no, children. I, no one cares. His wife was in it as well. You know, we we were we're in a we're in a real uh we're in a real uh, hotbed of uh nepo baby pushback. Yes. So so that's a good that's a good trivia that you brought up because 
A lot of people are speaking up when they shouldn't be speaking up. <laughs> there's there's a lot of Nepo Baby con, uh, content out there. And you know what? It's not worth their time. I'm pro Nepo Baby. Put them all in the put them all in the movies. Who cares? Who cares? If they do a good job, they do a good job. Yeah. But the but the Nepo baby shouldn't be uh shouldn't be opening up like, well, we did the work too. It's like not really, but yeah, <laughs> I guess. Sure. But just 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 do your work. I'm just gonna let them be. Yeah, just, just let do your job. I'll just let the Neps be uh, Why can't they just do their job? <laughs> <laughs> if if we uh somebody put it this way online, if you think about it, the the least harmful industry where you can have Nepo babies is uh, cinema is film and TV and music and plays. Uh, yeah. Like what are they getting out of it? Besides just fame. It's really the, just hurting people's it's really emotions. Just, it's really like the wall streets and the, uh, the bank and the, uh, and the, yeah, maybe like captains fortune, of industry shouldn't the, have nepotism. Yeah. The four fortune 500 companies that Politicking. just, that just give their uh, companies to their children. Maybe, uh, maybe those should be the Nepo babies we should watch out for. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh it's all uh you know, it's all shell game. Speaking of Nepo babies, uh, this is the second film where Costner's character is asked to use his seed. Uh, Hell yeah! As as it same thing happened in Waterworld. <laughs> so what, I mean, he was a mutant. That wasn't Olivia Williams in Waterworld, was it? No, it was uh, some other. Some she, other lady. They look actually fairly alike. Um, he loves his brunettes. Brunettes. I mean, if you saw Kevin Costner, you were like six foot one, blonde hair. Nice blue eyes. I would also Gene think, Triple Horn. Oh, Gene Triple Horn. Yeah, that's who that is. I would, yeah, very similar. Very uh, similar. I would also say, seed me up, daddy. Yeah, I mean it's Costner. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? No. Yeah. You say no to that to, <laughs> that, to that puss. <laughs> to that mug. To that mug. I like that uh, Costner. Had perfect hair during the entire movie. Perfect hair in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He shaved multiple times. Where is he getting this razor? I don't know. But <laughs> where is he, he getting the shaving lotion? W- which one do you prefer, the beard or the uh, the clean? I liked when he cost. was uh, in between, where he had the mustache and then the the scruff. Yes, that was pretty good looking. When he was a part of the army. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, actually, he had a full beard in the army. We'll it, talk about yeah. it. We'll talk about it. Was it was the in between, between disbanding the the postman. He is the first guy we will talk about after we say the movie plot. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, years after a major global conflict has left the United States in dystopian disarray, a nomadic traveler who becomes known as the postman wanders through towns in the Northwest delivering old mail. Thanks to the postman's presence, people begin to believe the U.S. government has been restored. During his travels, he becomes involved with a lovely Abbey and clashes with Dictor. Dick- Tutorial General Bethlehem. Uh, I never understood why um, he had a need to deliver geriatrics to uh, communities. Um, oh, old male, yeah, not old, old male. males. Yeah, got old it. Males. All right, okay, that he makes more sense. Put him on his back. Put him on his back, though. So the way that he becomes the postman is because he, uh, he when he escapes General Bethlehem's army, yeah, hides hides. First in of a, all, he's just he's just a he's just a, a scheming traveler with his ass. Quite named, the escape with artist. his ass named Bill. Yeah. Oh man, no, it was a mule. It was mule. a mule named Bill. It's man, not, what he, a sad story. He loved his ass though. He loved the mule. He called it his ass. Yeah, well, he was wrong. He was wrong. It's he just a mule. mule. This you you are a uh, purveyor of mules. Man, you, you this the, yeah, so let's let's get it let's get down to brass tax here. Yes. A lot of horse deaths. Not a fan of all the horse deaths yes. in this movie. <laughs> uh then forcing the forcing to eat your own horse meat. Um yeah, not not a fan of that. Yeah, that was a bummer. Uh the whole uh the whole sequence of Bill getting separated and then Bill getting killed. That's that was depressing. Really sad when Bill died. Um 
Yeah. As as uh, somebody wrote in the trivia as well, whenever Kevin Costner directs a film, he makes sure that his animal dies in, in it. So That's crazy. A sociopath, maybe. Um, social, special. He's so willing to push the audience's buttons when it comes to that. He's like, "This, I know this is gonna, this is gonna hit, hit. This is gonna sell for sure." But so, sure, go right ahead. But you're, but once again, you're doing it too much. You got to spread it out. If it, if he spread out Waterworld and Dances with Wolves, and The Postman within like twenty years instead of five. It would have been great. In all three movies directed by Kevin Costner, the main character, performed by himself, loses his pet friend, all violently yeah. killed by his enemies. Yeah. Like the Dances dog. Dances wolves, they shot the wolf. Open yeah. range, they shot the dog. And yeah. the postman, they kill and eat his mule. Yeah. It's great. It's so cool. In all three movies, Costner plays a lonely guy who prefers to live simple, keep away from problems, and keep things for himself until the course of events mobilizes him to become the man who solves things. Yep. Yep. Terrible. Yep. Classic uh, self-mythologizing there. Um, we don't know why you have to kill the. At least in John Wick, they just killed the dog one time. Yeah, that's the that's the spark. Yeah. Just have the spark that ignites it. Don't make it be like, uh, oh, it's John Wick too. Uh, Every you, single you get a new yeah. dog, we're gonna kill that one too. I <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would have signed up for John Wick four had if they kept killing dogs at the yeah. beginning of them. <laughs> this time he doesn't have a dog. He has a goldfish, <laughs> but they poison the. Fish yeah, bowl. where do you draw the line of pet friend? I think of uh, watching a fish die for somebody. I I would wonder why their reaction is that was my best friend that fish. Uh, uh, no, I honestly, need re- the, I need revenge. Look, honestly, the death of uh, the fish in a fish called Wanda really uh, predicated the the third act. <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> revenge for Wanda. <laughs> um, let's talk about the wholeness laws of eight. So the whole the wholeness laws of eight is rooted in the book from this guy named Nathan Holm. Holm. H O L N. Yeah. Who was a radical who believed in stockpiling weapons uh, to prep for doomsday, and I guess he turned out to be right. I guess he was kind of the one that, uh, after dystopia takes over, he's like, "I was right. Who's he, coming with me?" Yeah, he he created a little militia that started just, and then Will Patton took it over, fucking shit up. Yeah, he must have invoked Law Seven. So what we're going to talk about Law One is you will obey orders without question. This is also the real rotten rules laws of eight. This yeah, is, well, we are adapting. These. If only the fucking producers were here to listen to it. Uh, rule two, law two, punishment shall be swift. Three, mercies for the weak. <laughs> Four, terror will defeat reason. Yep. Okay. Sure. Is that a, is that a, that's a law. That uh, is a law. That's a law. That's a law. No, uh, law five, your allegiance is to the clan. Okay, which that's, is, that's also a law. That's a, that's a loaded statement. Yep. Uh, <laughs> law six, justice can be dictated. Okay, mm, that, that seems I mean, less like a law. Well, that. I, what does that even mean, I technically? Think that's, I think that's... It just means you say it out loud. It's pretty oxymoronic, if you ask me. <laughs> justice, of course justice can be dictated, because you have to dictate it in order to be justice. Yeah, I'm not sure Law 6 makes a lot of sense. Law 7, any Klansman may challenge for leadership of the Klan. There you go. And yeah. then uh, 8, there's only one penalty for violating laws, death. Okay. Yeah. Um, weird neo-fascist... Um, uh, uh, um, I want to say it's... it's um, it's a uh, race cleansing, but there were multi races in the clan already. So what what race was classified as subpar and what was above par? Yeah, it was dumb. I didn't really understand the criteria when they were recruiting uh, people. Yeah, we're not recruiting, taking people. Yes, conscripting, uh, conscripting, conscriptors, from and and these guys just rode around. Uh, it was just a small army of a hundred something people. They're right, very right, mo- Mongolian. Right, yeah, riding around on their horses, kind of just from town to town, from shanty town to shanty town, taking your letters from shanty town to shanty town. It was very much so Mongolian, uh, ish. Uh, accepting uh, of 
what do they call the feed feudal feudal uh, feudalism feudalism but there's like a what you pay the uh, the the people that come to pick up you yeah. know like a tribute i guess that's it, feudalism kind of. yeah uh, yeah fealty fealty that's the word yeah. thank you yeah provide a uh, fealty. podcast is over we got the word fealty out there um, god damn son of a bitch Costner does not get. He tries to escape yet again without getting conscripted into the army. He uh, he does not make it out of the town that he was performing subpar Shakespeare in. Instead, he gets he gets brought in. Him and Will Patton face off for the first time. For the first time, fifteen minutes into the movie, uh, Costner's playing weak. They talk to each other a lot. Yeah. So what? you're telling me that they talk to each other this amount and months, not even like that much later. He can't recognize him. Same hair, same hair, no beard. Same hair, just no beard. No same, beard. Same voice. Same voice. That's <laughs> like, like you would think he would have changed his voice. He would have talked a little bit more like this. Yeah. yeah. That was that was maybe my biggest are you for real? I was like, he doesn't know that the postman is right. the guy that he already tried to murder. Right. Uh so that 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 was a that was my first bump of the movie, I would say. Yeah. And maybe Costner's Shakespeare threw me off a little bit. But then it really explains. I think Costner plays a good liar. I think he's a right. good guy, uh, a good actor when it comes to just like trying to work it, trying to work the system. You I mean, know? there's some truth to him, like improvising a lot of Shakespeare and just him doing reciting from what he knows, because the, for another post-apocalyptic movie, um, um, what's the what's the dragon movie with Christian Bale? Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Is it Christian? Yeah, it is Christian Bale. Yeah, and, and uh, Matthew McConaughey and Gerard Butler and Gerard. Um, that that happens where they recreate Star Wars and they just base it off of what they know because there's no communication, there's no yep, books, yep, there's yep. nothing written down, there's no video. Obviously, this is what, what's why you have to keep the nerds around. Yeah, I love how the uh, the no the we'll talk about more real good stuff, but I loved how their their basic uh, um, entertainment for the clan uh, was watching Sound of Music. Yes, <laughs> and they hating Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> the guy tried to put on Universal Soldier yeah. and they just start booing and booing until yeah. they put Sound of Music back on. Yeah, <laughs> that's I thought that was a really funny guy. The first act was way too much uh, faux product placement, so like the 76 station, uh, the cigarettes, uh, all that stuff was weird. I I mean, I get why, because you have to establish the world as it is, but it was still like a a little much. A little much how you have to show me this Exxon sign, and then, oh, we're passing by this fast food joint. Yeah. Yeah. Ford, sort of Ford Lincoln Mercury is the name of a character. Yeah, which he just took from from a, from a sign car dealership. <laughs> yeah, that has no cars. It's a good name, though. I'll give him credit there. Yeah, I get it. And they all hang out at the Frosty Freeze. Yeah. Uh, what what business would you like to see? What what building would you take over as as your home? In a city? In a city. Or a town, a suburb. I mean, what what's makes the most sense? I would say a grocery store, but I feel like that's too open. Yeah. Um, Not enough fortification in there. You'd have to do. I mean, you'd have to do a police station, right? Yeah, or like a big five. <laughs> big five would work. Fire station might work because you only get limited. Uh, I think this entrances. is this is long after the apocalypse has already happened. So you're you're already with your survivors. It's just right. where you want to call it home more than anything. You know? Yeah. So you want a smaller one. Maybe, maybe a, a mom and pop uh, sports or maybe a like a gymnasium. Store. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Yeah, because there's there's one stop shop for all that stuff. He uh, uh, so he he escapes he escapes. The general, and then comes across a, a a old vehicle with a dead was skeletal it, postman. Inside. Was it a postal a post service post truck? Car? Whatever it's called, was it a postal truck or was it just a guy in a car? I don't, I don't, I, didn't I think really, it was a postal. Couldn't truck. tell. Yeah. I think, well, I think it was okay. Well, the guy was still wearing his whole outfit, and then uh, and then it turned into you know 
Kevin Costner just reading some mail for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? This is a good getup. This really helps my... Uh... This is a good scam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> scam. Really I can scam, scam these these fools. <laughs> Which led us to the first city that he, he comes across where... Riverview. He, Riverview. Plainview. Painville. Pineville. Pineville. Pineview. That's what Pineview. it is. He uh, says that he has a letter... Finally says the name of somebody that's still in the town. And then that's when we got the greatest acting performance of the movie. Irene March. Uh, yeah. An hour into the movie at this point. Hour and a half into the movie at this point, I think. And uh, she is a blind lady that really goes all out yeah. in her acting Really delivers it. Yeah. Really delivers it. So I just want to shout her out. Yeah, I think shout she out. Was, I think she was the worst part of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, if if we were ever going to... to Reignite one of our old bits that we used to do, where we would act out a scene. That oh, would that, that would have been it. That would. Um, what else are you for real about, Nick? Can we talk about the length? Yeah, let's talk about how long it is. It's two hours and fifty-seven minutes. It doesn't need to be longer than two hours. There's a lot of filler uh, scenes, which are roughly forty-five seconds, minute twenty tops, that you could have completely eliminated. And this movie would have been an hour and forty-five minutes long. Yes. Like the sweeping horse riding sequences, uh-huh. the the whole um, the whole Ke- the whole Kevin Costner and and Olivia Williams in the cabin. There was no real plot movement there other than him recuperating and then sh- her recuperating and then then them moving out and burning the place, burning that mother down. Um, a lot of a lot of Pine View talk that didn't need to happen. A lot of Pine View. A talk. lot of revenge killing that didn't need to happen. A lot of that. Um, the whole thing in the beginning where he establishes the law and then slowly kills the guy with the sword. Um, and then the whole beginning of the movie, the first five minutes, way too long. Way too long. Like, just walking around. Yeah, I'm talking, just, talking, I'm to just talk, ass, I'm talking to his ass. Talking to my ass, and then, uh, oh, I found these cigarettes, and I'm rich. Oh. And then we'd never see the cigarettes again. <laughs> yeah, the cigarettes never come up. He didn't even smoke a cigarette. Yeah. He smoked one there. cigarette and on top of the 76 station. That was it. And I was like, yeah, let's let's keep... Uh, I would have done that. I understand. I get it. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with you. It was... 57 minutes too long. I think that there was definitely 57 minutes to cut out, but which which bulky scene do you cut? So they uh there's I think you can cut a lot of the, the stuff with not Costner in it. In between act 2 and act 3 where it's the disbanding yeah. and then the revenge killings yes. and then the reestablishing of the, the reestablishing didn't need it yes, all. Yes, there was a lot of uh didn't need any of that. Him and Olivia Williams are trapped in bickering. Trapped in yeah. In the uh, in the mountains in an overpass for an entire winter seems like four months. Yes, yeah, and, and she's she's not showing. She's not showing <laughs> yet, but are, she is pregnant, and uh, he is hurt and refuses to get up until she did. She, so my question: Did she fake falling into the river to get him to come up and save her, or did she actually fell? She actually fell in the river. She fell. It was just a bad fall. Yeah, but she, but bad she acting. was fine. She was kind of fine. And he just like helped drag her out, and then it turns out that he's fine too. And then that was like. 30 minutes of the movie was you can walk in this cabin, yeah. <laughs> which I, which I did appreciate that they, you know, build their relationship up a little bit, but I don't know. The failure to establish Kevin Costner's character as somewhat of a somewhat slimy was very much missing. And I think that was both to Kevin Costner's um, benefit and, yeah, you could tell he opposite. didn't want he didn't want to be slimy the whole time, detriment. but but he is actually yeah to his detriment because it, you needed someone you needed a better he li- actor. He lies constantly the whole movie. Yeah, you need a better actor to convey how how he's just making it up. 
and how he's just lying to these people to to not really not necessarily instill hope, but just for him to have the hope to get away with it. Yeah, like even that. even when he was like fully putting the people on his back, you could tell he still didn't want to do that. No, <laughs> like they, everybody was getting behind him, and he was like, "Okay, I'll take all these free things," but Which, also I don't want to. Uh, I get that, but at the same time, with these stories, with these heroes' journey stories, you got to have that culmination of him establishing that. You can't do it in the final five minutes of the movie. Come on, yeah, come on. You got that realization later. Uh, he had it at the when very you're in too deep. There was three times the very end of the movie. He flip flopped three times when he was like, "Oh, let's fight." Oh, I'm I'm gonna go wave the white flag. Oh, yeah. let's fight. No, I'm gonna go wave the white flag. Yeah, he did that multiple times in the movie. It was so aggravating. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, he did start coming on board when the kids started. There's a lot of kid killing in this movie. A lot of kids <laughs> being killed. A lot All of kids and animals. A lot of innocent creatures. A lot of these post kids who were just delivering mail, General Bethlehem, boys. that's how you know that uh, he's like, we got to make this guy a big a baddie as possible. Let's yeah. have him. He's got to be murdering kids. It's another fair point. They didn't establish Will Patton's character as more menacing than he should have been. Yes, he should have been much more menacing. He wasn't very scary. He was kind of like... You're kind of like this guy is just a stupid asshole that thinks yeah. he's way smarter than he is. He was a salesman and he sell he sold the idea really well to all these other idiots. But you would have think that one of these idiots would have would have wised up. Totally. Rule number seven: you can uh, you can challenge for clan leadership. Way more beefier dudes to kill that dude. <laughs> so many people would have taken this over. I just don't yeah. think Will Patton was the right guy. He just yeah. he, he wasn't. He's not menacing enough as he's not scary enough as a guy. He did a good acting job, but his yeah. his physical appearance was he, he does have that he does have that like uh, quality where he's small but scary. Yeah, maybe, but maybe. or like he wasn't crazy enough. There wasn't enough insanity behind his eyes for right. me to be like, oh shit, right. And and then again, we're, we could be pigeonholing pigeonholing ourselves because Will Patton. Maybe we just know Will Patton. We only know as, Will Patton as, as, as like as a lovable guy. Hey, you know, we're just gonna do this. Right? <laughs> it's like that guy. I got your back, bro. Um. Yeah. Uh. What. What. What was really good, Nick? I think the plot itself. We talked about this. Was was generally okay. We're in the bag for post-apocalyptic. If it's done, uh, this is one of the better ones done. Small. We love a small scale post-apocalyptic. Like you just come up a couple towns. You know, it doesn't have to be a world-building thing. Is this a sci-fi movie? I don't think it is, but it does have sci-fi elements because it takes place in the post-apocalyptic world yeah i don't know if it's it's that people consider that a sci-fi yeah i don't think it's sci-fi. trope i don't think it's sci-fi. like mad max mad max is a sci-fi trope. is it is it yeah because it's a sci- it's science, science fiction, fiction with in regards to like this i guess sci- uh, unless you think climate is fake science i think uh, well, don't, get, <laughs> don't get me started on climate um Cinematography done well. The Weather um, Channel. We didn't talk about the uh, the key people and uh, the key uh, famous people in this. I mean, we we talked about um, the two writers, but the music. James Newton Howard, big guy. Yeah, big big composing music going he on. Got here. A, he, he got literally everybody to be on, to do this movie with him, and yeah. it's still just and. But he just steamrolled all of them from making good decisions. I really wonder what the script was like and how much of the final script even made it to the screen. Your guy was the cinematographer. I'm talking about Stephen F. Winden. Ah, Wendy. Also did the who also did the Patriot. Yeah. Who also did Deep Blue Sea. Who also did the Tuxedo. Who also did House of Wax. Yeah. And almost every Fast and Furious. You know, we watched this on uh, on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's streaming on Tubi Big if you want to watch a couple commercials here and there. Dubai. But that's, that's good for you. That's good for you. Um, the best part about Tubi was right after it, it was like, you know, you just watched that. Guess what you're going to watch next? <laughs> it's your recommended watch. The Patriot. <laughs> the Patriot. <laughs> and I just let it come on. Oh, another reluctant watch, hero watch movie. Watch the first hour and 45 minutes of Patriot. Also an extremely long movie. Horrible. 
horrible. In the best way. Uh, it's always good to see Heath Ledger <laughs> again, you know? We could have used Heath in this movie. He, yeah. he could have been the Rabisi or one of the post-kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would have been on board with that. Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein, yeah. Route 34. <laughs> Who was the who worked for you in the movie? Who was the best? Um, like I said, the acting of Will Patton worked worked the best, I think, for this. Uh, honorable mention to Giovanni Ribisi for cementing <laughs> his role as the the slimy guy in in the late nineties. He was really 2000s. he was losing his mind, and he he was last to get the. I didn't understand. I didn't really understand the hierarchy of of right. the band of guys. Yeah, uh, it didn't really make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, and. Rabisi kept eating last, probably because he was a freak and nobody wanted to hang out with him. Really bad teeth. Yeah, and but he was, and he was shut just, up. Yeah, he was just screaming all you the time. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got to get this guy out of here. He is He's, too stressful to be in this brigade. The uh, missed opportunity in the late '90s, early 2000s to have a buddy film of two neurotic um, short guys in that Rob Schneider and Gina Viner Rabisi being like bumbling, uh, like burglars. That would have been that would have been nice yep. to see, yeah, because they both have that energy. And uh, G, and RG, uh, who worked for you, Nick? Uh, Ford Lincoln Mercury was pretty good. Lawrence Day was good. I liked him as a, he was a good leader. He yeah. really understood the assignment. He he was he was the type of leader that Costner kind of wished he was the whole time. He was he was lying for purpose rather than lying for himself. He's the one where you influence you. He was the um, the Stalin to Kevin Costner's Lenin. He yeah, like perfectly executed the ideas. <laughs> Lenin was a grifter, and Stalin was the uh, executor. Yeah, yeah. Like, or Trotsky, fig- figuratively. Maybe more Trotsky yeah, than maybe, Lenin. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. I thought uh, I actually thought Olivia Williams was served her role well. I I thought she was a strong, independent woman. She wasn't the bad. The, the, what was bad about the worst part of the movie wasn't just her. It was her relationship with her cuck husband. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> with her cuck mump mumpy husband. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say who was the worst. He was he was probably the worst. He was the worst. He wasn't yeah. a very good actor. No, first of all, no. He uh, and he. He just let himself get murdered. Yeah. Just he, like real. He just stood there and let the guy just run his sword through him. Yeah. And kill him. <laughs> it's like, man, you could you could say these words right now or you could just be like, sure. And then run away with your wife and then you, you could escape and, and escape that. But no, um, I forget his name from The Office, but he's the guy from The Office in Outer Banks. Uh, plays the bad guy in Outer Banks. OK, that that show. That show on Netflix, J- or something. Jim Bob, or whatever the Jimmy Bob, whatever the main character's name. I've been is. to the Outer Banks a lot, and I've never seen that show. So uh, maybe one day. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, friends are Defoe. Last last one ever. Yeah, I guess. I guess we're retiring Willem. Yep. I uh, I think you just replaced the Wills and Willem Defoe. See, he's the type of guy Easy. that's he's the guy who's scary enough to be where you wouldn't challenge him for a clan leader, right? And he would deliver all of the lines that Will Patton yells in a in the, the very same, Shakespearean way, in yes. the same yelly way, but with more gravitas. Yeah, way more gravitas. And then yeah, it would have made more sense too if um and if Ramy sc- got he's signed. He's scary. Out. Yeah, he's freaky looking mm-hmm. too. Freaky looking. Probably would have had some like uh, mutation scars, some radiation burns on him. Yep. Um, I I wanted to change it a little bit. Put Courtney Cox in as Abby. Put her in as the as the female lead. Um, you know, just she to, already did three thousand miles of Graceland. That wasn't enough. Alluded into her. <laughs> well, this was like she, she thought she was good enough in that. She was okay, I guess. I mean, this would get a good like intro role to her post uh post Ace Ventura, yeah, uh, post Scream. You know, just to separate herself and do do something, do something with her life. Yep. Uh, <laughs> quotes. Um, 
The only quote that I could pull, really, besides "you shut up" from uh, Giovanni Ribisi, is when uh, Kevin Costner has his post boys uh, getting ready to do recon or, or whatever ride ride in sequence, ride in flying V formation on the open plane. Um, all in their postman outfits, they're all wearing hats, and then he puts his hat backwards and he looks at everybody and goes, uh, "You know, when I was a kid, uh, we all wore our hats backwards. Uh, we thought it was cool. That was that was the most Costner delivery." <laughs> That he he would ever say throughout the entire film. Yeah, my my favorite was from the sheriff who said, "You're nothing but a drifter who found a bag of mail." There you go. That's mine. He Uh, found him out early, (laughs) and he died for it. And I like the whole scene where that that crazy lady yells. Uh, the her monologue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of, I. It's really interesting in these post-apocalyptic ones, as as you were talking about earlier, what they choose to like bring from the past media media wise. So like Star Wars for Rain of Fire. not a lot of it was all pretty like indie stuff that he <laughs> that they're referencing. Eh, yeah, maybe Costner's character just had like the Beatles. Yeah, the, you know? the Beatles was good. Some the, the music though that everybody was playing was oh, like yeah, rec- <laughs> recognizable, but not really recognizable. They you did know? A, a very good violin version of uh, well, "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone. Oh yes, yeah. Redbone. <laughs> right when I heard Redbone, I was just like. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. a good choice. But but wasn't James Taylor uh, in it too? Yeah, James Taylor. <laughs> like, was he in it? In it? Like him singing? <laughs> what is going on here? That's how you don't recognize James Taylor, but you recognize Tom Petty. That's how we were walking, man. Uh, we just he just heard about Costner walking around in the desert. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, but no books. No, uh, no batteries. No cassettes. Books would would have definitely made it. Yeah. Like they should have tons of like books. even the general didn't have books. He had parchments. Yeah. Like what what's going on here? How the, it's twenty thirteen. The war the 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 world fell apart ten years ago. Maybe like uh, books last longer than that. Yes. Come uh, on. Unless you burned every single book for fuel, like I just don't understand. Right. And then why are there all the fucking letters there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your kindling. Okay, yep. That's the biggest argument for real. Yeah. Where are the books at? Where are the books at? Make people make people read again. Give us some skin mags or yeah, something. Maybe no everybody forgot how to read because of the the uh nuclear. No, because problem. everybody's reading letters from the postman. <laughs> it's stupid. Except the blind lady who's like, read my letter to me. Read it to me. I don't know how to r- read Braille. Read it. That's read it out loud. Maybe that's what it is, like Book of Eli. It's like all the books are in Braille because those those last line are like plastic sheets. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's the tie-in to Book of Eli. Wow, I wish Book of Eli just showed up in this movie. That'd be cool. Yeah. From the dust, I shall return. Uh, make it fresh, Nick. I think we can agree. Yep. Make it a miniseries slash series itself. Um, Taylor Sheridan. Taylor you're, Sheridan. You're on a hot streak. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this, let's keep this money train rolling. Make Costner one of the old... Uh, I don't know if he'd set up for this, but you can make him one of the He old... could be the big bad. Yeah, make him the big bad. Make him one of the town leaders or something. I believe him as the big bad. Who's the, or the uh, sheriff? Who's the postman? Daniel Van Bargen. We, we might as well get to our game. Like yeah. the, re- the reboot of this. Yeah, who, let's do the reboot. Who's, yeah, who's the uh, who's the miniseries lead? It has to be somewhat someone who's somewhat sniveling, somewhat sleazy. They, the, they got to be charismatic. Char- charisma is the number one trait of this character. So people have to believe what the guy's saying, and he has to be able to make it up on the spot. First thought in my head, honestly, is Adam Driver. This could make Adam oh, Driver's okay. career, yeah, because Adam- he could play the comedic aspect of being a liar, but also having the seriousness because he's Juilliard trained auteur. Yep. Um, you could have a female postman. Like uh, I could see. A manic, uh, a manic, compulsive, lying Taraji P. Henson, okay, as, as the post, po, po, post woman, post lady, yeah, post lady. Uh, p- 
post person. Yeah. I wonder if it would get if the, if the movie would, would get retconned into being the post person. That's not as catchy as a name as the yeah. postman. Or um or the uh the daughter from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I forget the actress's name. Stephanie Sue. Stephanie Sue, yeah. Yeah, she she could be great. She's good because she she can channel that um that that compulsiveness and like weird survivalist uh, mentality. Yeah, I all all onto something I think there. What about um, Tim Roth? <laughs> it's a little old, a little too old, a little sniv- too old. Too, he's he's got the sniveling part down. Well, you, you're having the the. He's issue. actually too untrustworthy. Maybe no, but but you're onto something. It could Timothy, be like uh, Timothy Oliphant. Maybe like Mike. No, he's too charismatic. Too charismatic. You want to do too, if too. you want to do someone who's compulsively liarish and then British, you could do between Michael Sheen or David Tennant. Those would be pretty uh, good too. I almost I started that other that new David Tennant show, Inside Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. It's fine. I just I was just like I can't do this. It's too too much stress in my life right Stanley now. Stanley Tucci. So <laughs> Stanley Tucci's the Tucci grilling great. me about a Negroni. Tucci is great in it. Like more Tucci, but the rest of it was just like ooh, ugh. yeah, yeah, you can't. I Don't guess. watch Blackbird then. Um, Blackbird singing. There you go. We brought it all back Beatles. to the Beatles. But, the Beatles. But yeah, I think Michael Sheen or David Tennant would work well with that. Or um, oh, make, you make, know, no, make Michael Shannon the bad guy. Michael Shannon's great bad guy. But no, going back to it. For having a lovable loser slash compulsive liar character, uh-huh. PWH, Paul Walter Hauser. Oh. That'd be a good, like, standard white guy postman. And yeah. then him, like, barely barely trying to fight, and then eventually throughout the series, he gets he gets ripped and cut. Yeah, he's got to go. And then he beats the shit out of <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> but he, keep Lawrence Tate as uh, Ford League and Mercury, because he doesn't age. Yeah. Pretty sure he was 64 when they, <laughs> when they made this movie. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Yeah. That's good. I like okay, it. Cool. Uh, who's the, who's the leading lady though? Let's let's talk about the leading lady because we got to have someone. Uh, I like the Rebecca Ferguson. That'd be a good. That'd be a good. Yeah, a little lady. little older though now. She's uh, a little older. You think? Yeah. Some uh, what's who's a young? Uh, it could be. It could be. What's her Jenna name? Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. From the new from Wednesday. Yeah. Or um, I was thinking more along the they lines gotta of be, uh, they got to be like Dakota Johnson. Dakota really Dakota looks like she's been through an apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> or she she would really give off. Uh, <laughs> she gives the waning weakness, but also strong strength. Yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. I could I could get a, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Definitely Kevin Costner as a bad guy though. He'd be great. Yeah. And he would want to ride his own horse. Around he was too. Hamlet, or yeah. he was Macbeth. He was one or the other. He'll he'll remember he'll remember some of his old lines for that, yeah. and then he can just ride straight from the west uh, from the uh, Yellowstone set. Oh, I thought he was in a Shakespeare movie. He Just was not. Right on over to. They actually shot this in Montana, didn't they? In Wyoming, mostly Oregon, some Wyoming, some Arizona. It was all over the place. That's I why think, it was eighty million dollars. I think that some of the trivia was that they shot it in Wyoming, and then there wasn't any hotels or anything, so they had to rent rooms from people in the town. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, imagine imagine having a uh, Dan, Daniel like... Van Bargain in your room. <laughs> Kruger? <laughs> Which of these guys would you want as a roommate? I'd probably want Will Patton as a roommate. He seems like a good time, but nice and a nice guy. Yeah. Rubisi would be too much in character, and there's no way. Well, he's a Scientologist, too. He'd try to talk you oh, about Oh, God, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Rubisi. I swear I thought uh, Kevin Costner was in a um, was in a uh, Shakespeare movie, but I think that's just Mel Gibson. Huh. No. Oh, well. Uh, all right. Time for the top five. Top five. We're doing top five. 
I mean, we can do Kevin Costner movies, or you want to do Costner epics? We're going to do Costner epics. Because uh, this is an epic. Yeah, what should be the... The cutoff should be 130 minutes. 130 minutes, that? yeah. So between these films... That way it gets you the 10 extra minutes over a two-hour movie. I mean, which, I got which, the five. Which, which matters, I think. I got which the matters. five, I think. Um, there's a lot of these movies that I haven't seen, but I know d- uh, deserve it. What if we make it 100... Oh. 130. 3,000 Miles of Gas Sand is 125, though. Let's do 125, then. Okay, That's 125. I'm okay so with that, that. That'll be the bottom. That'll be the bottom of I it. mean, believe it or not, 3,000 Miles to Graceland is an epic. It's a bad epic, but it's an epic <laughs> unto itself. It feels like an epic when you watch it. An yes. epic piece of garbage. Yep. Yep. Basura. Yeah, basura. Um, are we doing five to one, right? Yeah, five to one. <clears throat> um, number five for number me. Number five for you. Is going to be... Uh, 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 Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Okay, because he's barely in it. Um, it's a long movie. Ultimate edition. I'll always say it is better, and this is not the <laughs> ultimate edition. So I'm counting the original. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, but uh, it does the job just based off of uh, the ultimate edition. Like I said, what's your five? My number five is uh, the Postman. Actually, oh wow. As far as epics go, this really uh, it fits the criteria. I've seen. I've seen probably about half or a little more than half of all of his, and I would say this one is as enjoyable as many of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put it in a five. Waterworld would have been my five, but that movie's worse than this movie, I think. I think so, too, and I've never seen it. That's why Postman's my number four. It's an, it's not bad. It's 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 a little too long, but uh, I like the overall plot like we talked about. So, it, yeah, that's my number four. What's your four? Now, now I'm getting into the good ones. Yeah, now we're, uh, now we now we get good. There's there's a man. That's a tough call between four and one. I'm gonna go one. Um, hmm. Who was he in Molly's game? I don't even recall. He was the fixer in Molly's game. Okay, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep maybe a little more focused on. See, open range is good. Mo- good. Oh no, he's Molly's father. Sorry, not the fixer. Oh my dad. Yeah. Uh. It's a call. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, number four, I'm going to go. I'm going to choose between another one of the epics because I don't want to put it any higher. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do the same if, if I know what it is. I'm doing dances. Oh. I haven't seen JFK for the okay. record. Okay. Um, so I can't choose it. I'm I've sure tried. you never seen Wyatt Earp. I've tried to start it. Uh, Wyatt Earp, I have seen, but oh, wow. I wasn't a huge. After you watch the other ones, after you watch Tombstone, there's no reason to watch. <laughs> after you watch Tombstone and you watch Unforgiven, you're like, okay, why on earth? I guess I get it, but like, uh, it's just an inferior inferior cast. Uh, yeah, better director maybe than Lawrence Casting, but yeah, but yeah. he's 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 more of the other guy. So I mean, I'm gonna it was go. really Kurt Russell directing yeah. Tombstone. Let's be honest here. Okay, Dance with the Wolves. Dances with the Wolves. Good, good movie, but I probably will never see it again. Yeah. Okay. My number four, or my number three. Sorry, my number three. You know what? I'm gonna change it. Okay. I'm changing my. I'm changing hey, it. Hey, pulling an old Nick. I'm pulling an old Nick. You know, we only get. I only get one a year. You get seventeen a year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it. Postman's gonna drop back to number five. Okay. My number four, The Man of Steel. Oh, uh, so no, no BVS. No BVS. We're taking it off. We're putting okay. it in the honorable mensch category. So what's what moves into your three spot? My then. number three. Man, I, I've I've just I've seen it too many times, and um, I don't know why I saw it too many times, but uh, 
But yeah, it's going to have to be uh, the Guardian. The Guardian. <laughs> the Ashton <Yeah>. Kutcher. <laughs> you know, it, I think it's a sneaky... It's a sneaky movie. I just talked about it the other day with somebody. They were like, have you seen The Guardian? And I was like, yes, and it is great. <laughs> you know uh, you know what really hamstrung it to me is um, the fact that uh, Annapolis came out during the same time. Yep. And so I think that's what uh, limited it a lot because it was another... Well, this is about the Coast Guard. That's about the Navy. A lot uh, of water, water yep. sports, and weird uh, superior officer uh, confrontations. Uh, but Tyrese sucks, and so I'm gonna give it. <laughs> By the way, did you watch Tyrese's audition tape? That's making its rounds again on uh, on no, social media. No. Tyrese made an audition tape for Quentin Tarantino to play the lead in Django. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> uh, something I think we're going to do is uh, Hall of Fame five year anniversary of the podcast. Is uh next year? Is uh-huh. this is this year? Uh huh. And I think we finally do Hall of Fame, Fast and Furious. This too fast, too the, furious. No, the third one or the fourth one. The fourth one. The fourth one no, is f- f- Fast Four is good. The, just Fast, fast and Five furious. is good. Fast and Furious is supposed to be good. Which one is that? Whatever That's the fourth one. The fourth one is the bad one. Fast and Furious. It's twenty nine percent. I thought Too Fast, Too Furious was lower than no, that. No, Too Fast is good. Way, it's, it, just the title alone automatically puts it into the fifties. Yeah. Too fast, too furious. How do you even? I think it's maybe or it's the original Fast and Furious. The no, original one's pretty bad. The Fast and the Furious. Here, let's let's do our own fat corner right here. Yeah. Critical twenty eight percent. You're right on Fast and Furious. Fourth one. Yes, the fourth one. Yes, the first one. Fast Five saved the franchise. It did. Um, yeah. So uh, market market in your calendars. One. That's that's happening this next year. I swear, I'm gonna say it's under. You think it's over or under Too Fast, Too Furious? It's under Too, too Fast, Too Furious. It's the worst one. I can't believe it, but fat, Too Fast, Too Furious, 36%. So yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and a uh, classic. Crazy to me. And It's definitely not a classic. <laughs> no, no, everybody knows the classic is Tokyo Drift. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> everybody only We Karaoke all love Tokyo Boys Drift. all day. Uh, yeah, what's your three then? My Nick? number three. I'm going to go camp. I'm going camp. Uh, not Waterworld, obviously, uh, which would be the only other camp option. So I'm going The Bodyguard. Uh, wow! 129 Booty minutes. Uh, it just makes it. It just makes it. R.I.P. Whitney. Yes, R.I.P. Whitney. Uh, a, a great movie if you love that movie. Um, Somebody has to. It was Costner's idea for her to sing a cappella, I Will Always Love You. Wow. In the movie. Wow. So, Incredible. That just That's a Costner I really film. like this Dolly Parton song. It's a Costner like film. It too. It's a Costner film. You know he was supposed to make a sequel with Princess Diana? I saw that in the trivia. <laughs> yes, he, he, he was. He was supposed to make a sequel to The Bodyguard with Princess I, Diana, I, but she I died. Do, I did know that. Pretty I did wild. know that. Yeah. Pretty wild. And she was going to play... She was going to play... Herself, like, basically. Herself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, my number two. I'm going to give it to... Uh, to Oliver Stone because it's just the cavalcade of of actors and characters that they play in the movie just throws me for a loop. It's JFK. JFK. You have um, Tommy Lee Jones as a as a as a gay hitman. Yeah. Gay cool. gay, gay something. <laughs> yeah. You had Joe Pesci as a as you know old man Joe Pesci. Th- I'll make does time. Things. I'll make some time for it. You had uh, John Candy talking like a Scatman Carruthers. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a JFK um, who who breaks it down, and you know, or not JFK. You have Kevin Costner as the DA who, you know, believes in a magic bullet. There you go. So there you go. It's definitely uh, that's definitely it. JFK. That's your number two. That's my number two. My number two is Tin Cup, nineteen ninety six, one hundred and thirty five minutes. Oh, <laughs> 
It's a very long movie. It's way too long of a golf movie. <laughs> extremely long, as golf is known to be extremely long. Hey, I'm uh, Ron Shelton. I made this one movie in the <laughs> 1980s where it was about minor league baseball. and I made it an hour 40, but you know, I felt like we needed a more boring sport to cover and twice as long. So let's just do 10 cup. <laughs> With with uh, me and uh, uh, with me, Rene Russo, Russo, Kevin Cheech. Costner, Cheech. Cheech was the most saving grace in that movie. Classic. It's a good movie. And I don't uh, care what anybody and, says. And uh, Crockett from uh, from uh, Miami Vice. Yep. What's his name? Yep. Should know his name. I don't. Miami Vice, number one new show. Number one new show. Um, honorable mention. I'm going to give to uh, Perfect World, but my number one is going to have to be The Goat Dances with Wolves. Um, it's it's a point of contention now because it's a white savior movie, but it's yeah. also a well written movie based off of a well written book. Yep. So I mean, it's it's good. It's the Mary Stuart Masterson's weird in it. Um, I love how uh, I love how Kevin Costner turns away from the turns away from white culture. Uh, I love his dancing. He's really good. He's a really good dancer in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a really good mustache. Kevin Costner, great mustache in that movie. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's the ultimate epic. It's it's the one that really uh, did it for him. Yeah, it made his career. It made his career without question. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be you know trying to clean up the BP oil spill if it wasn't for that movie. Yeah, what's your number one? I could go with my uh, my my brain, which says Open Range or maybe even Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. Yep. Uh, a classic Robin in its own good. way. Robin Hood's a good movie. Robin Hood's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's way better than the new Robin Hood. It's slightly better than Men in Tights. You know, it's an anniversary of the new uh, uh, coming up this Taron year. Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, his, uh, his Robin Hood. So Eek. maybe that'll have to happen. It's a future contender without question. I can't believe that there were two Robin Hood movies in a 10-year span, though. Let alone another set of Robin Hood movies in a 10-year span in the 90s. It's unbelievable. Ridley Scott's like, I can do this better. And then, uh, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn's like, I can do this even better than you, Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this better than you, Ridley. I'm stuck between, it may seem, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense that there's two different movies that could be number one, but nowhere else on the list. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to go with my gut. The Guardian is, <laughs> the Guardian's going to be my number one uh, over two, two hour, 10 minute. You no, know, that Al movie is, uh, you know, has some staying power. Oh, the Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> <laughs> when you've flown as far as you can, you're halfway there. <laughs> wow, I love that. I can't believe you knew that line. <laughs> that, was an, uh, that was an early... That's an, a deep cut. That was an early uh, real rotten uh, b- bit was the, uh, <laughs> the, the Guardians, Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> We're cutting all that out. Which we really wish was below uh, 25 so that we could talk about I it know. for three and a half hours. Z Snyder. His, his finest animated hour. Um, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts, Nick. What you think this is uh, better than the Big Green? You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. You know, I'm not giving yes or no. If it was, if it was 40, 30 minutes shorter, I think it yes. would be better than the Big Green. It would be. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, but it's point. still just, it's just barely too long. It's just yeah. barely too long. So, so I can't, I can't give it the better, the better rating. Exacto mundo. Uh, what do you rate it as? But I do agree with you that I think it should be above. I think it should be. Well above twenty five. Yes, I think it should be damn near. Waterworld is forty five, so I think better it, than Waterworld. I think higher than forty five. Anywhere, um, yeah. So fifty one yeah. is uh, kind of seems like the right. Yeah, I mean the audience score it, it hit the nail on the or, head. Or forty five. Exactly. I'm just gonna give one point lower because of the runtime and say forty nine. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I think nowadays it would probably get a forty nine if you put this on in front of critics. I think they would. Uh, 
they would appreciate the effort, but really ultimately be disappointed in if it. If this was on HBO Max, it would be like run-of-the-mill HBO Max movie. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Uh, what's your blurb? My blurb is uh, doesn't deliver, but gives it a shot. Okay. A lot of uh, a lot of illusion in that. Uh, yeah, some male male puns. Save the USP. Hashtag save the USPS. <laughs> save, save us, puss. <laughs> um, my blurb is: I've never heard of the postal service over delivering, but here we are. But over delivery, ah, over delivery of there lines. You go. Yeah, because the postal service usually never delivers. <laughs> um, you have to give credit. Let's unless get, your name let's, is Ben. Let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's give a little bit of a. Uh, a round of applause for our postal service they're, workers. They're better. They're better now than they have ever been, um, which is not saying a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to. Well, put I it. think maybe everything else just like lowered around it. Yeah. So like now it's so hard to deliver anything. Everything sucks. Yeah. So, unless you so, unless you're an Amazon truck, apparently. And so now USPS has stayed. They stayed so level of being just barely good enough that now they're on the upper end. Yeah. Of of, of postal delivery people. Amazon delivery mancha. Packages over people. <laughs> they did it. They really did it. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's not shop Amazon this next year. Maybe. Uh, okay, never mind. I That's guess. very possible. Yeah, maybe. just just pay Sam Walton a billion dollars. There you go. <laughs> That's my real recommendation. No, uh, my real recommendation is going to be. I just I uh, I had COVID, so I haven't really been doing anything except consuming media. I was consuming a lot of media, and uh, it, all in a haze. Everything in a mm-hmm. haze. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so lavender haze by Taylor Swift yeah, off the so album lavender Midnight's. Haze. <laughs> I'm gonna have to let me check my uh, let me check my notes while you say your. Uh, yeah, my real recommendation is a movie titled Devotion. Came out in de- uh, early December, um, starring Jonathan Majors and that uh, that other cute white guy from Top Gun Maverick. Um, Big surprise! They play uh, uh, airplane pilots during the Korean War, um, and uh, all the issues that er- uh, that arose from um, the uh, the armed forces integrating and not having uh, black only or Japanese only or white only regiments and squadrons and divisions and things like that. So yeah, good movie. Um, surprised by the ending. Uh, not a rah rah. It was a very it was kind of rah rah Americana, but at the same time, it was uh, had a very somber ending. Um, which you don't see a lot with war movies because there's like the, there's the there's the pre-ending where there's like sad sequences of people dying, but then there's resolution at the end of like them fighting again or them like yeah we did it that didn't happen. Okay, so uh, I recommend it oh, because of that. I didn't uh, I didn't realize that that's was the ending. Maybe now I won't see it. That was pretty intense. It made me cry. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, I'm looking forward uh, for all those who's wondering where the Avatar talk is. Oh I, I had COVID, so I, I wasn't able to go see Avatar, and it is—it's literally killing me. And then on top of that, uh, nobody wants to see it with me. So, uh, f- turns out the first person in, of the podcast to see it was Kyle, and here's what he had to say. He said, "You know, not bad." <laughs> so cool. Uh, thanks for that, Kyle. Great insight. Uh, my my recommendation: two, I watched two three and a half star movies, according to me. Hmm. Um, damn near four star, both of them. Hmm. If not four star, I okay. might. I, I would go back and think about giving each of them four stars again. I watched Blowout uh, with uh, John, John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah, the a, Brian De Palma film. Brian De Palma film about a uh, a audio engineer. Oh, um, he's a photographer. He's he's an audio guy. Oh, okay. So he's recreating uh, like the crash of a a car that covers up a conspiracy. Okay. Uh, so good, good, fun movie. Uh huh. And then, and with uh, with our guy, 
Not Frazier. Who's John Lithgow, the other guy that? <laughs> oh, from Third Rock. Yeah, uh, he's Li- in it. Lithgow. He's he's uh, he's the murderer. He's the wow. assassin. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's good. Spoiler alert. The other one is uh, Barry Lyndon. Uh, ah, Barry Lyndon. Caught up to caught up to. Speaking of three hour movies, watched Barry Lyndon over the course of a day. Good lord. And beautiful, amazing uh, movie that was pretty humorous and uh, cinematography all look. done with candlelight. Yes. In- Wild. Incredible. Yeah. Movie's incredible. Uh, Ryan O'Neill, great as like a dumb cad, uh, mm. which apparently he was in real life. Yeah. So uh, I, I, would, I would recommend both uh, if you have the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blow, you're blow finally out, on blow, the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Blow out if you're looking for the quickie. And then uh, if you have COVID, you know, Barry Lyndon. If you got time, yeah. <laughs> Dive into Kubrick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's, that's it. That's what we got. That's all we see. Um, there, that's the postman. Uh, by all means, take a gander at it. Uh, let us know what you think. It's only on Tubi until the new year. Then I'm assuming it's moving to stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I know Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, it's a Warner vehicle, Whoever so we'll see if HBO it. picks it up. Yeah. But uh, James Gunn probably will burn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this has been real rotten. Uh, that's Nick. I'm Steven, and. Uh, you know, enjoy yourselves in the new year. Um, make sure make sure your mail gets out. Yeah, big year, big year ahead for everybody. Don't forget your stamp. We got a good feeling. Just like them dead bodies said, postage is due. Tomorrow then. Mr. Postman. Did I get mail? Did I get a letter?